This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Between the Waters, Polish Legacy in New Zealand Charitable Trust presents you with the radio broadcast, Polish Waves. Dzień dobry from Poland. Welcome to July edition of Polish Waves. My name is Dorota and you are listening to Polish program on Plains FM. This month we'll take you for a journey to Krakow, Polish city in the south of Poland. We will share with you some interesting facts about Wawel Castle. We will pay tribute to one famous Pole, pianist and statesman, on the 80th anniversary of his passing. Also, polish up our English by learning new Polish words with Sylvia. We represent Between the Waters, Polish legacy in New Zealand Trust. We advocate and promote Polish heritage as part of New Zealand ethnic identity and provide forum to present, share and celebrate Polish uniqueness. You can look us up on Facebook, Polish Legacy New Zealand, or find us on Spotify under Polish Waves. Welcome to our July program. Krakowiaka, 
today we are in Krakow, in Krakow, um, a city down south of Poland. And as you've just heard from that song, there is a very famous saying from Krakow, which means if you want to know a real Pole, you have to make him sing and dance like Krakowiak. Krakowiak, which is one of uh, five Polish national dances. Now, we are not going to dance today, and obviously we are not going to ask anyone to dance Krakowiak. However, that was the tune that you just heard. You, it was um, by the very famous folkloric group called Mazowsze. So since we are in Kraków, we have to go to the royal castle of Krakow, and that is called Wawel. Wawel is located in the central of the city, and that city, Kraków, just for your interest, it was the capital of Poland between 1038 and 1596. So it was the first capital of Poland. Poland. Mm -hmm. That's yes. right. And then after that, obviously, it was Warsaw and it's still Warsaw. The royal castle was built between the 13th and the 14th century. So it's quite old. Isn't it? Yes, that's very old castle. Very, very old, and it still stands. So, and obviously, because it stands, it's a museum now. Until um, the latest COVID epidemic, it was visited by over two million visitors annually. Two million people. Yes, and you have queue up for, oh, yes. for oh, tickets. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's a bit of an experience I'm to get there. I'm actually surprised that it's still standing. Ever, <laughs> <laughs> there's actually so many feet walking on it every single year. Uh, Wawel Castle, obviously as all castles, has been the residence of Polish kings for centuries and it's a site of most important events in Polish history. It is a place where Polish history took place and shape and is considered to be the symbol of Polish statehood. Wawel Castle, I remember going actually on school excursions during the, the school we, we went. Yeah, Krakow. it's one of those places where we every Pole has to visit once in, in a, a lifetime. lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> so in Wawel Castle, there's obviously a very a lot of interesting things to see. But today, since we are talking about the bell, bell, yes, we need to say a few words about this and a little bit of history of the bell because because we're celebrating a 500th Here. anniversary of installing one very famous bell in Royal Wawel Cathedral. Yes, and that's that bell is called? Uh, Zygismant Bell. That's it's called right. Zygismant Bell. In English and in Polish, it's called uh, Zvon Zygmunta. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. So, like you said, um, this year, exactly on 13th of July, we celebrate 500th anniversary of installing Zygismant Bell in Royal Wawel Cathedral in Krakow. The bell is uh, the largest of the five bells hanging in a Sigismund Tower in the Wawel Cathedral in Krakow. It was cast in bronze in 1520 and named after King Sigismund I of Poland. The bell weighs almost 13 tons or 9,650 kilo and requires 12 bell ringers to swing it. And it actually takes them a fair bit of time before to the to, yeah. to, to start, initiate yeah. first uh, first uh, I watch sound. it on YouTube actually I watch it I watched it on, on YouTube you can actually yeah, see it, how it's done and yeah it's so it's a six guys people. standing on one side and six times guys on the other <laughs> side and yeah it's a bit of achievement to in, to initiate the sound so as I said before it was installed on the 13th of July 1521. It actually tolls on a special occasions, mostly uh, religious or national holidays, and is regarded as one of Poland's national symbols. 
As a matter of fact, uh, on the calendar, there's 28 fixed dates in a year when the bell is rang. Mm. 28 fixed okay. dates. But it also rings on, uh, apart from major religious and national holidays, the bell was rang on some of the most significant moments in the history of Poland. It was rang dur during the German invasion of Poland on 1st of September 1939, on the eve of Poland entry to European Union, on the occasion of each visit by Pope John Paul II and after the plane crash which killed President Lech Kaczynski. Mm, 2010, yeah. Yeah, also unfortunately for us Poles, uh, the bell was rang twice by Polish enemies. So the first time, which is recorded, was during the Second World War when Hans Frank, the Governor General for occupied Polish region, has rang the bell in 1940 to celebrate German victory over France. And the second time uh, was bell was rang in 1953 after the death of a Soviet dictator Joseph Stalin. Polish communist authorities have rang the bell as a sign of mourning. So there's a few interesting things about bell itself. For example, the original iron Klapter made about 12 million strokes during the 479 years of its history. And then on 14th of April 2001 was replaced with a new one. I wonder who was counting. <laughs> no, well, they, I think they just multiplied the, all the fixed days by amount of strokes. And, uh, yeah, because once it starts ringing, I think it rings like for five minutes. Oh, okay. So, so they know. And, so and, they can work it out how many strokes. And, and I guess they cannot make it faster or any No, you can't they make it faster. <laughs> not at all. No. Size. So, you know, like um, if you, the event was of hanging the bell was uh, has been captured in a painting of Jan Matejko, famous Polish histo historical painter of 19th century. The painting um, is called uh, The Hanging of Sigismund Bell at the Cathedral Tower in 1521 in Krakow. That's the official name of the painting. And do you know that uh, during the painting of this very important artwork, Matejko built a replica of original scaffolding used in 16th century in order for it to be portrayed realistically. Oh, really? Yes, so that was um, so what you see on. And the other thing is that the painting, the painting also contains the all members of his family. family yes. So on the painting, the faces you see between people you see on a painting are all members of his family. For what he was actually very well known, it's that, that's not the only painting where his family members end really? up being painted. Yes. Oh, that's an interesting fact. Mm. He also was, uh, uh, on that painting, he also so, uh, placed uh, figures which were not from that period of time as mm. well. But this specific painting has helped Mateko to be recognized internationally while being displayed during the two major international exhibitions in Paris in 1875 and 1878. So that specific painting actually made him Famous. internationally mm -hmm. famous. Oh, we will put a picture of that painting. So, look, what well, I can say in a summary that while you're in the Krakow, you have to visit castle, you have to visit cathedral, 
you have to climb the tower <laughs> and you have to see the, uh, the Sigismund uh, belt itself because you can get as close as possible to it. You can touch it. Uh, yeah, you can touch it as well. You yes. can touch it as well. And you can imagine 500 years of history. In yes, it's it's a 500 years yes. of history. It is our, our Polish national symbol. So... How Everyone is welcome to visit Krakow. <laughs> After COVID, I guess. After so. COVID, of course. So here we are. back and since we are in Krakow and in Wawel we need to talk some legends so here mm. is Emilio yes yeah, so I'm gonna talk about the dragon of Krakow or in Polish Smok Wawelski which is like Poland's most popular legend once upon a time there lived a good king in a castle upon the Wawel hill in the place where today you can see the royal castle in Krakow all the people in his country loved him because he was just and honest and knew very well how to rule his people. One day, terrible news shocked the whole land. An enormous dragon appeared out of nowhere and settled down in a huge cave under the king's castle. Since the day he appeared in Krakow, terrible things started to happen in the neighborhood. He needed big amounts of food every day so he often attacked farms and stole cattle, sheep, or chickens. But that was not enough for him. After a while, he ordered the people of Krakow to bring him every morning one beautiful young girl so that he could eat her for breakfast. Otherwise, as he said, he would use the fire from his stomach and destroy the whole city. What could the people do? They had to agree. Poor king was crying day and night seeing the terrible misery of his people. Finally, he came up with an idea. He sent his servants to all corners of the world with a message that the dear devil who would have enough courage to come and kill the monster would as a reward receive half of the kingdom and the king's beautiful daughter as a wife. 
both the kingdom and the princess attracted a great variety of brave young men. Soldiers, knights, princesses were coming from different far-off lands. Unfortunately, the dragon was stronger and killed them all without the slightest difficulty. The saddest moment came when one day the monster demanded the princess for his next morning meal. And just then, a very strange person appeared in the castle. It was neither a soldier or a noble, but an ordinary shoemaker, a young boy called Dratevka, who lived and worked in Krakow. Nobody believed him when he said he would kill the dragon, but the king was so much in despair that he let him try. The boy took the skin of one dead sheep and stuffed it with sulfur. Next, he stitched it very carefully and added four stitches that looked like legs. After it had been done, he took the sheep to the cave and placed it right in front of the entrance. When the dragon woke up in the morning, he saw the animal as if waiting for him. He was expecting the princess, but he thought he would have the sheep as a starter. Without hesitation, he swallowed the dish. A few moments passed and suddenly something strange started to happen inside his stomach. He felt extremely thirsty, so he rushed to the nearby river and started to drink. He was drinking and drinking and drinking, but nothing can satisfy his thirst. He drank almost all the water from the river, and then with a huge boom, he popped like a balloon. <laughs> the noise could be heard in all corners of the kingdom. The king was very happy. He immediately gave half of his kingdom to the shoemaker, and the princess was so delighted to marry her hero. <sighs> After the old king's death, the shoemaker was crowned and ruled long and happily. And they lived happily. What a nice <laughs> It's a good ending. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> and there is a, there is a monument um, of, of dragon. There's uh, a the, cave. Uh, yeah, in the cave. Cave yeah. on the banks of a river. And yeah, there's statue yes. of dragon and every so on. The fire comes from his... Mouth. Yay! Yay! How exciting! So it's an attraction for kids yeah. uh, nowadays. Mm-hmm. So here is about Krakow, and here is another interesting fact about Krakow. I am going to introduce you to uh, the very famous tune that is heard in Krakow every single day on every single hour, and it's called Hey Now Mariacki, which is in English is a is a Krakow bugle call, as they call it, or trumpet call. It's a it's a trumpet call from the tower of St Mary's Basilica in uh, Square in Krakow. An interesting fact about it, just quickly: St Mary's trumpet call is a traditional five-note Polish anthem, as we call it, closely bound to the history and traditions of Krakow. It is played every hour on the hour, four times in succession in each of the four cardinal directions by a trumpeter on the highest tower. St. Mary's Basilica. And I kid you not, every single Pole, no matter where they live in the world, if they hear that, they know it's a Heino Mariacki. Don't you think? Yes. And there's a story behind that uh, tune as well, Mm -hmm. and it ends up with a clean cut. Abruptly, abruptly. Yeah. So what's the story? Yeah, you tell the story. Yeah, I mean... Well, the legend says that during uh, when the town was under siege from 
from uh, people from from east and uh, Mongols, and uh, the person on the tower was trying to wake the the residents of town with a trumpet. Mm-hmm. He was killed with uh, arrow, arrow, and mm-hmm. that clean cut during the playing tune is the time when, when he, he was got, killed. He was killed. killed. Yeah. So it just goes. Stops abruptly stops and abruptly, stuff. So, yes. so here there's that uh, famous Krakow bugle call. Welcome to Polish Waves. Let's learn some Polish with Sylvia. Okay. Every country, as we know, has its favorite city. The ever-popular destination of school field trips, always crowded with students and tourists, which simply makes one feel proud. So we know that Spain has its Barcelona, Italy, its Venice, and Poland, of course. Krakow. <laughs> So, while staying in Krakow, you have to make sure you learn some city-specific words and expressions. Correct. Better still, let's learn them together. The first one is Obważanek. Obważanek. So, it's a local name for a bagel snack which can prove a real life saver, especially when you are running late. It is sold at every corner from characteristic small blue stalls. To avoid routine, bear in mind that it comes in several flavors. So there is one with cheese. That's ser. Ser. That's with cheese and poppy seeds, which is mak. Mak. Poppy seeds or sesame. So the sesame. And European law states that if it's not made in Krakow, it's not obważanek. <laughs> so what is it? It's obważanek. That's that's pretzel that oh. and that you know yes, when it's made in Krakow it's obvashanek but if it's made anywhere else it's just pretzel, pretzel. just yeah. very ordinary pretzel, pretzel. Yeah, yeah obvashanek is a very special one it's in Krakow yes obvashanek and it's cheap and it's tasty yeah. and for filling and yeah, you know yeah, nice. and everything in it mm-hmm. <laughs> okay next one next one is. Bileciki do kontroli. It's a phrase which you may not like, especially when you have forgotten to validate your tram or bus ticket. It means please have your tickets ready for inspection. <laughs> so, and more specifically, bileciki means small tickets because Krakow locals just love diminutive words. Like, I think every Polish woman mm. and a man now likes it. Like, you mm. know, we, we all love it. Like, we do this kind of, like, like mm. uh, when you say coffee, it's kava, but you say kavusha or kafka. But in Krakow, they have they, they especially have number do it, yeah. Wyszka, Yes, so it's spoon, wyszka, yes. And so this is bile cheeky, 
do kontroli. Bileciki do kontroli. do kontroli. I don't think you can hear it not only in Krakow. Yeah, <laughs> everywhere. yeah probably every city. So just be be aware if you mm-hmm. go on a bus or on a tram or, or, or um, you know, little or a train, you know, even, you know, they will come and check your tickets mm-hmm. and you will hear it. Bileciki do kontroli or bilete do kontroli. So run. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one. Schabowy raz. You can hear it in a milk bar, which is a bar mleczny, very popular place when you go and have a nice, uh, nice cheap. meals, very budget, cheap meals, uh, yes, budget of... meals. And it's the shortest and the most uh, precise way of saying that you can pick up your pork schnitzel. Uh, mm. But be quick. In milk bars, things happen uh, even faster than on the streets of New York. So if you hear it, Schabowy, raz, you just run. <laughs> run for your schabowy. For your schabowy, for your schnitzel. <laughs> for your schnitzel, pork schnitzel. And it's, uh, it's oh, that's so delicious. It tastes actually differently in Poland, oh, I oh, think, yeah. you know, that's actually different. Uh, I think it's a different, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very big. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. we've ordered ones, but not in uh, Krakow, but we've ordered, yeah. and there was like uh, half of the plate was the schnitzel. Was the yeah, because they have those Vienna schnitzel, which are very thin. <laughs> yeah, when we... <laughs> so, so, us. Okay. It just means like, you know, you can pick up one, one schnitzel. Uh, if you order more, you can, you know, uh, hear it. Schabowy dwa, schabowy trzy. So schabowy dwa, it's two schabowy. And schabowy trzy, it's three schabowy. So, uh, you know, just just schabowy. Schabowy is, is the... Schabowy <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yes. Next one. Chodź na pole. This phrase you can hear only in the south of Poland, in Krakow, and the area. It literally means, let's go to the field. But when you hear it, don't go to the outskirts looking for some fields. It is just a way of saying, let's go outside. But the rest of the Poland is using a phrase, chodź na dwór. So mm-hmm. let's go to the country yard. So let's go and play, let's go and have a fun. Mm-hmm. So chodź na pole, it's yes. in Krakow in the south of Poland, but chodź na dwór, it's the rest of Poland. Yes. So we just yes. go outside and have fun with uh, friends. Yeah, you can tell who's from I, Krakow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, not friends. You can. You no, can. I, I just want to say is that my grandparents were from south of Poland, and when I was little, uh, I remember I was visiting my grandmother and my grandfather when he was coming home. My grandmother was saying like how it was on Apollo, and my grandfather was saying, "Ah, oh, it was very cold." And I was just feeling sorry for him because I, mm. we were living in a big city and I thought, my poor grandfather is wandering in the field. <laughs> in the field, <laughs> where it's <laughs> because, very cold. Yeah, but he was just outside because the Because at my home, <laughs> we were saying uh, differently. And when my grandmother was saying about that way, I always, as a little child, was thinking, what my f- grandfather is doing in the fields? Poor bugger. Here we are. Only took me years to realize it was just a difference. Difference in, a, yes, in expressing going outside. Mm. Grzane piwo. Another lifesaver during long winter evenings. Mm. It's mullet beer. So in winter, which is zima, you may go and you may order this um, grzane Pivo. It may sound strange, especially for the fans of typical cold beer, but when you try it, 
you won't regret it. Mm -hmm. This hot beverage with honey, with mute honey, with spices or sometimes uh, raspberry juice mm -hmm. as well, can warm you like no other and even heal one from common cold. That's what I say. So I think we need to try it now because here it's, yes. because it's really cold. Mm. But, but also, also, it's a major tourist attraction uh, drinking uh, that warm beer in Krakow. Pivo. Mm. I, I have to recall my time when I was during the winter in Krakow and uh, we went to one of those medieval um, houses and you go like three floors down underground. Cellars. Underground is a stable temperature of like 18 degrees. Was there so a dragon there? No, there was no <laughs> dragons, but there was a beer, and the beer tastes differently. <laughs> underground. <laughs> underground, uh, three floors down in the medieval cellars. It's, 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 it is actually major I wonder if they have different tastes, or is, are they yeah, all the same taste? Oh, so it's like an oh, okay. hour the, with the honey. Mm. So it's very nice that you brought it. Um, honey, yeah, yeah, honey mm. or spices, or as you can probably notice, um, almost all of the uh, expressions are related to food. <laughs> so, of course, it's grzane piwo. You go and order your schnitzel, so, which is schabowy raz, schabowy, and you, in the morning you have to eat your obwarzanek and run when you will hear it, uh, bileciki do, do kontroli. <laughs> exciting. <laughs> we might scare people off from going now. <laughs> no, no. I think the grzane piwo and obwarzanek and schabowy will actually mm. make people to go and try. I might put some recipes. Do you know how to make grzane piwo? piwo. It's yeah. just, you know... Grzane piwo. Grzane piwo. Yes, you have to put the spices or yeah. or honey or Isn't other... Isn't there um, also grzane wino? Yes. 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 Grzane mm. wino mm. is which is mullet wine. Mullet wine. Mm. Yeah, wine. yeah. So you can buy it here in New Zealand as well. You only go to. Oh really? Yes, mm -hmm. you go to ski fields. So mm -hmm. they selling mm -hmm. it there because but it's really cold. Yeah. Yeah. Piva, I never heard of. Them. Yeah, here. neither. I just not, not here. Not, not here. here. No, no, no. no. Mm. Oh, okay. So it's something new. Piva. Winter, we can drink. <laughs> <laughs> and especially when we have a common cold. That's mm. that's very oh, important yeah, to have course, it, you know, yes. with honey, and you can actually have a little bit of, uh, of lemon yeah. in it. So, so I feel like I feel like I'm or coming. Or <laughs> with sure they will allow us to. They will allow us to drink something. This at work. <laughs> Welcome back. Another chapter this program we are going in this program we are going to talk about uh, just to commemorate one famous poll as we sometimes do. This particular one we have talked about before, but I think it's it's a good opportunity and good celebration now or commemoration to um, mention him as again simply because there is a link to New Zealand. So I am going to talk a little bit about Ignacian Paderewski, the famous Paul, the famous pianist and the very famous statesman, Polish statesman who has visited New Zealand on two occasions on the invitation and traveled extensively from Auckland down to Bluff via different 
different means, ferry, steamship and coach train. Uh, why we are mentioning it's just this month or last month, there was it was uh, the 80th anniversary, uh, anniversary of his passing and because he was so famous and because he has visited here in New Zealand and a lot of people actually do remember uh, or families that do remember had some contacts with him so I think it's worth mentioning. So as I said he traveled to New Zealand twice in 1904 and 1927. He traveled from Auckland uh, to Napier, Wellington, Christchurch, Invercargill, Bluff. He loved the country, absolutely loved the country but the most fascinating thing is that he actually was fascinated by the Maori culture and he actually visited, uh, stayed in Rotorua uh, a couple of nights in a Geyser hotel. He went to Whakarewarewa, uh, made short trips to thermal areas in that area and other places in the vicinity. He bathed in oil baths and gave a private house concert in, um, in the house of Maggie Papakura. And Maggie Papakura was his guide, I believe. Uh, during the trip. So there is evidence, there are some photos to prove that he uh, visited that house and, and he gave a private concert to her family, which he didn't do often. I don't believe he did. So it was actually quite unique for, for him to perform. In Wellington, he dined with Minister of, of New Zealand at the time, Richard Seddon, and he also gave a charity concert, an extra concert, a charity concert to and the proceedings from that, from that concert were donated to victims of World War, uh, War One. So um, that's on a second visit. That was that was on a second visit. Yes, yeah. So th- I, I believe it is actually very interesting to know his connection to New Zealand. And, um, and I think it's also worth to mention that the whole story was sort of summarized and put to the book by yes. by our friend uh, and uh, Polish Kiwi. Jacek Drecki. That's right. The book and is called Ignacy Jan Padarewski, uh, A Pianist Amidst the Gazers. We highly recommend purchasing because it's not only telling you about the Paul who visited New Zealand. It's also it's also a, a good description or summary of of New Zealand at the time. What was what was New Zealand like from well, perspective of, of, of a pianist? Uh, of pianist, and, yeah. and I I can recall that he was regarding po- uh, New Zealand audience at the time as of very high uh, knowledge and uh, and taste for for classical music, mm. and he was amazed that uh, people being so far away. From mainstream, from the world, <laughs> from the world, if you can say that, had a, such a good taste, taste. and knowledge mm-hmm. of of classical music, yes, and his all concerts were sold out. Yes, and That's uh, true. and uh, he was on the way because he visited Australia first. Mm-hmm. So when he ended up in Auckland, he that was sort of he left Hobart in Tasmania, and he then came to. To, 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 to Auckland, Auckland, yeah, Auckland and, and travelled from north to south. To south, yeah, yeah. I, I know that uh, in one in one of his concerts in Christchurch, he there was a concert in Canterbury Hall, which is no longer, and the second concert was in um, Theatre Royal, which is obviously still there. In his first concert, it was a record audience in Canterbury Hall of two two and a half thousand people. Can you imagine? I mean, in 1904, New Zealand and Christchurch must have been very small. But, um, and the, the tickets a, were not cheap to yeah. attend their concert. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it was was major major event. And and for us, uh, it is that uh, Polish uh, New Zealand connection for mm-hmm. us Poles. In, it's, it's a very significant connection. 
he was a friend of many Kiwis. He was promoting New Zealand That's and right. promoting music uh, here, but also knowledge about New Zealand in Europe. And because he was a, he, he lived in US, he had uh, presidents were his friends and mm. his influence on international affairs were, were great, mm. especially in US and especially bef uh, mm. before First World War. So was a very important figure at the time to visit, visit mm. this country. and. Most importantly, the best pianist at the time in the world. He was apparently quite handsome, and the and the hair, his hair was made. Of, you know, women were just sort of fascinated by the the amount of his hair on his head, and obviously his music as well. He they definitely loved New Zealand because he came here twice, and, and one one of his trips, part of his one of his trips was was a holiday. So so he came with his wife, as well, and um, so we highly recommend any pianists or music lovers or any history lovers of New Zealand to purchase the book. We we will we will post some information about the book. It's it's really really interesting. As I said, uh, it's it's um, available in in a Christchurch library, and I believe other libraries around the country. But we will post that information on it. So once again, the book is called Ignatian Paderewski, the pianist amidst the gazes, and it's by Jacek Dretsky. So speaking about pianists and music, let's listen to. One of Paderewski's piano concerto in A minor, opus 17. Enjoy. Thank you. 
You are listening to Polish Waves on Plains FM. Please check out our Facebook page for summaries, news, and more of interesting Polish facts. And don't forget to tune in to our next program on Friday the 13th of August. Goodbye. Do usłyszenia!